All right, welcome, Refuge. Uh, Today is June 19th, and today we'll be reading out of the New Testament. Um, We'll start here. Acts 12, 24 through 13, 15. Meanwhile, the word of God continued to spread, and there were many new believers. When Barnabas and Saul had finished their mission to Jerusalem, they returned, taking John Mark with them. Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch of Syria were Barnabas, Simeon, Lucius, Manion, and Saul. One day as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Dedicate Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. So after more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. So when Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to the seaport of Seleucia and then sailed to the island of Cyprus. There in the town of Salamis, they went to the Jewish synagogues and preached the word of God. John Mark went with them as their assistant. Afterward, they traveled from town to town across the entire island until finally they reached Paphos where they met a Jewish sorcerer, a false prophet named Bar-Jesus. He had attached himself to the governor, Sergius Paulus, who was an intelligent man. The governor invited Barnabas and Saul to visit him, for he wanted to hear the word of God. But Elamus, the sorcerer, interfered and urged the governor to pay no attention to what Barnabas and Saul said. He was trying to keep the governor from believing. Saul, also known as Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he looked the sorcerer in the eye. Then he said, You, son of the devil, full of every sort of deceit and fraud, an enemy of all that is good. We never stop perverting the true ways of the Lord. Watch now, for the Lord has laid his hand of punishment upon you, and you will be struck blind. You will not see the sunlight for some time. Instantly mist and darkness came over the man's eyes, and he began groping around, begging for someone to take his hand and lead him. When the governor saw what had happened, he became a believer, for he was astonished at the teaching about the Lord. Paul and his companions then left Paphos by ship for Pamphylia, landing at the port town of Perga. There John Mark left them and returned to Jerusalem. But Paul and Barnabas traveled inland to Antioch of Pisidia. On the Sabbath, they went to the synagogue for the services. After the usual readings from the books of Moses and the prophets, those in charge of the service sent them this message. Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, come and give it. It did happen. For the Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes or receives him would not perish but have everlasting life. So we say it happened. When we say it happened, what do we mean it it happened. Well, let's put John 3:16 back up on the screen because this happened. This happens. This is happening, if you will. For instance, God still loves the world. God. Now, when you if you're sitting here today and say, "Well, Jude, again, what can you clarify for me what happened? Well, first of all, the whole story of God can be summed up in this verse because the whole story of God starts with 
God. I'd like to draw your attention to Genesis 1-1 that says, in the beginning, God. The whole narrative, the whole story, the whole book starts off with an assumption that you understand that God is supreme, God is first, God is foremost. He is so first, he is so foremost, he is so important that the Bible starts with, in the beginning, God. Let that sink in for a second. In the beginning, God. Think about that, just that we stop right there. Those are just the first few words of the entire book. What does that tell us about God? He evidently, in the beginning God, it does not say the beginning began and then God started up. It tells us that God was before the beginning, that God began the beginning, that God has no beginning and equally he has no end. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what happened has to start with our understanding, which is very hard for us to even ascertain or understand, to be honest. And part of our brain goes boing, like that doesn't, I don't, I don't can't fathom. Of course we can't. If we could fathom God, we would become God. God is beyond our imagination. He is exceedingly, abundantly above all we can ask, think, or even imagine. He can do it, but he is exceedingly, abundantly above. He is God all by himself, the old preachers used to say. He doesn't need anybody else. He is God. He began the beginning. So God, God who who spoke stars and solar systems and galaxies and rivers and seas and oceans and trees into existence and then put the centerpiece of his creation, the one centerpiece of his creation, which he says, let us, let us make man in our image, the, the human being who will bear the eternal soul, who will be the image bearer in the midst of our creation, my creation. Let's put man there. And then he creates utopia and puts man and then creates woman, a perfect partner for one another. Wait, there's more to come. Wait, there's more to come. Commas and periods. And so when you write a sentence, right, and you get to the end of a sentence, you put a period to let people know that's the end of that sentence. It's over. And so sometimes when you're writing a sentence, you get to a certain point and you put a comma. And so the reason for that comma is to let people know that you're pausing and to wait, there's more to come. And so I want to take this correlation and put it into some of our lives. You know, sometimes when things happen, you know, people put periods, I think, where God wants us to put a comma. And what I mean by that is this, sometimes when certain situations, certain opposition, certain challenges pop up along the journey in life, sometimes we put a period and we think that is over because we can't see our way out of the situation right then. We think that is over because it's so tough. We think that is over because something happened and we didn't expect it. And God is on the other side of the fence saying, no, 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 put a comma, put a comma. Pause, there's more to come. Watch how I use this situation. Watch how I make you stronger with this situation. You see, we live in a time where people live in a world of the woulda, shoulda, couldas. And what I mean by that is this, you know, people always say, man, if I can go back and I can change this, if this wouldn't have happened to me along the way, maybe things would be a little bit different. But the thing I want you to think about is this. If they were to take back all of the experiences, all of the things that caused you pain, all of the things that were inconvenient so you thought to be in your life, all of the things that hurt you so you thought, if they were to take away all of those experiences and all of those situations and all of those circumstances, you wouldn't be as strong as you are today. 
meaning they would take away your strength. Everything goes hand in hand in life. But the problem is people make permanent decisions over temporary circumstances. When I got my injury in 2006, I know for a fact a lot of people put a period on my life. They said that's the end for Inky Johnson. That was all that kid had. That was all that kid had been doing ever since he was seven years old in the park with his mother. That was his own, that was his dream, man. That was it. They were banking on him going to the NFL, and now he can no longer play the game of football. And on top of that, he has a paralyzed right arm and hand. His life has changed. Put a period. It's over with for Inky Johnson. And I was sitting in the hospital, and I said, No, no, I'm putting a comma. Pause. I know there's more to come. I know what this situation is going to turn out to be. I don't know at the time, I don't know the specifics, but I know it's going to turn out to be something great because I wouldn't have went through something of this magnitude if God didn't trust me to do something great with it. Quit putting a period where God puts commas. Pause. When something happens that you don't like, pause. When something is an inconvenience, pause. When something brings you great pain, pause. When it's a great tragedy in your life, pause. There's more to come. Don't put that period. Don't put that period. Period.